Shout out to Clarity for supporting this episode and providing us with the samples. I've been battling allergies for years now. Let me tell you, they've been a real ordeal in my life. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available release sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to ClaritinD.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up, gang? Welcome to The Greatness Machine. I'm your host, Darius Mershazdeh. I'm so pumped to have you here with me. Now, listen, The Greatness Machine, we're about two things. Number one, people who are living their passions. And number two, those who are creating greatness in the world and doing both of these things despite the odds against them. Each episode, we're going to feature interviews with game changers, business leaders, you know, telling us their origin stories, what made them tick, what got them to where they are now. Why? So it can help you step into your greatness within your life, your business, and your career. Occasionally, you might hear a few solo episodes from myself, moi, as I say, as I leverage my 20 years of entrepreneurship as a CEO and founder to help you grow and level up in your journey to scale your life and your business. So, Come be a fly on the wall, enjoy the conversation, and I'm stoked to have you here with me. I don't want I don't know what else to say about this. This is literally one of my favorite entrepreneurial episodes I've had. So pumped to bring Mike Cato on. Uh, he is one of my closest friends and just such a successful guy. Took his last company from six million to over 40 million in revenue. Did in a really short period of time, sold to a publicly traded company. We learned all about the journey, the systems, leadership development that he did in his business. So if you're a leader, an entrepreneur, CEO, executive, you have to stay tuned because this guy knows what it takes to take a business from startup to scale. And he teaches us all these best practices. I can't wait for you to listen. Stay tuned. Guys, welcome to today's episode of The Greatness Machine. I'm your host, Darius Mershazi. And boy, do we have a special guest. My man, my brother from another mother, the one, the only... Mike Cato is in the house. Mr. Cato, welcome. Hey, hey. Great to be here, buddy. Great to see oh, you. Oh, I, dude, you guys, listen, audience, I get to interview a lot of people. Sometimes it's people I don't know that well, and then there's the moments it's someone who I love and know, and they're like my bro, and they're my brother, and like we spent tons of time together, and we know each other like like really, really well, and Cato is one of those people. So, right. man... I love the fact that I get to have this platform to share the amazing humans I meet in the world and get to know. And Mike Cato, you are one of those human beings, my man. Thank you, brother. Same to you. I, we're, I consider you. Like if we're going on an island with 10, you're one of them. Oh, without question. So um, I know Cato, he and I joined. So, so I met him through EO and I'm going to give a little background here. So um, I didn't actually know. I met Cato in, uh, 15 years ago. He, didn't, he doesn't remember this. Um, but it was at GLC in San Francisco and he was on, um, it was him and Matt Stewart were like, I think Matt was the the chair. You were the chair elect for a global, uh, global chairman for entrepreneurs organization for the whole world. And we had did GLC in San Francisco in like 2008. 
and I yeah. was on the, I was on the board and we're at dinner and I'm hearing this fucking blowhard Matt just talk all this game about his Ferraris and <laughs> and and you're just giving him tons of shit and I was like I don't like that Matt guy but I like that Mike guy and what's funny is we're both in forum together we're, I'm in forum with all three of them now um yeah, three of us, right. yeah, yeah sorry with all three of us um well it probably feels like four if you anyone that's around the three of us it probably feels like there's four people like just because that's a that's a lot of personality for it's a lot know, going around there's a lot a lot of personality so uh fast forward to 2016 this is what nine seven eight years later i end up joining a forum that's in la matt's in it mike's in it and um and dude it was like it was, it was a bit of a bromance like we we definitely like like there was a bit of falling in love that happened i, I at least from my side i'd love to hear your side of the falling in love no i mean i, I think that categorizes it we just we you know you just meet somebody and you immediately go to i don't know an eo and ypo you call it like the five percent but we just went straight to telling stories that i don't know we don't really talk about in public, you know, just fun stuff, like deep down stuff that you're only sharing with, you know, close confidants. And like, how we went from like, sort of just meeting the close confidence in such a fast period of time. There's only, you only come across those relationships occasionally in your life. You think you come across them sometimes, but then you realize it's really not that, but this 12 years later, it is. Yeah. However many years it's been. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's been, it's been a minute. And so, so yeah, so it was, we were fast friends and, and, and I, and, yeah, the, the, it, I love that. If I'm on an island with ten, I'm like, yeah, that's an easy yeah. one. Well, you also don't know that I'm going to be in Austin twice in the next seventy-five days, staying at your house. I haven't given you those dates yet. So oh, <laughs> well, there, there you go. He, uh, yes, you're welcome to stay at my house. I can't wait to have breakfast with you. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so we joined forum together, and this is a this is a called I um, IQL forum, so Quantum Leap forum. So our listeners like, I don't give a fuck about what you're talking about, Darius. But uh, yeah. it is important to know these are larger companies, people that have sold their companies, larger companies. EO was trying to compete with YPO, so they built these large company forums. And of course, we we had a pretty badass forum, still have a badass forum. And so I joined the forum and spent, you know, this is again seven years ago, and uh, it's been gangbusters ever since. So, um, in, in true Darius fashion, I, I love to have my forum mates on the show because the, I know them well. They have all are amazing people that I'm just lucky to get to have in my life. And so formal bio on Mike, those Mike is a serial entrepreneur, uh, CEO of Map Consulting, which is a company he ended up buying that he was actually a client of for his former client, Restaurants on the Run. Is that correct? Correct. So he, so he sold Restaurants on the Run. He's going to be talking about that uh, to uh, Grubhub, had a big exit, ends up buying Map Consulting, had a little bit of early retirement there for a minute, got back after it like all good entrepreneurs do. Uh Notably, he was a global chairman of Entrepreneurs Organization for the whole world, which is a massive undertaking. Uh, father to three boys, lives in Orange County, and just kicks ass, takes names, does it all. Mike, welcome to the show, my friend. Hey, bro. Pleasure. Someone that's kicking ass is you. Oh. I mean, I know nobody's ever here giving you the credit you deserve, but what you've gone with the last business, your exit, you know, your coaching company, your new business where you're going with this. What I love about what you're doing is you've taken some time to just get zeroed in because you have superpowers and you're really just, you spent a couple of years since your exit figuring out how to channel them right into the right thing. And I'm so proud of you for getting this podcast going because um, I honestly wish I would have did that three or four years ago as well. So, and your book, of course your book. 
Oh man, thank you. It's it, it, and, and the funny thing was Mike was here in Austin when I went through my book uh, workshop, so he was there watching the birth of, birth of it. But it's cool, man. It's like it's like all lifelong friends, you know. Like you meet people and they get to see you in all your different parts of life, and that's just one of the cool things about meeting amazing folks that you get to share life with. Um, so, Mike, I, I love you know, like for listeners, you know, I thought one of the cool things about having you on the show, and I, I, Mike was on when I did a live stream. Uh, there was some tech issues, so I never published that show. And I was like, man, you got to come back on the show. The show's grown a lot. Um, I've obviously gotten better at it because I've been doing it for a couple of years now. Um, but I wanted to come to really share your entrepreneur, entrepreneurial yep. story and, and, as well as what you're doing at Map Consulting, which is which is next level, badass. You guys are changing entrepreneurs and businesses' lives, helping them grow their businesses through the exact same systems and consulting you use to grow yeah. and then exit your business. So love, loved it. If you could spend a few minutes kind of taking us back, tell us how you started as an entrepreneur, what you did, and then we'll go into map. Well, listen, you know, I don't want to bore you with all the details, but 20 years ago, just to start you off with a bang, I was told I should be fired as the CEO of my company. Okay. So we were about five years into our business. And my part, I had two partners, Matt and Anthony. One was my brother, one was his best friend. And they came to me in college and said, hey, we've got this idea for a business. I was just coincidentally had written down on a post-it, find an idea for a business at the end of the previous year. And I stuck it on my mirror. You know, we all, everybody talks about that. You know, write it down, put it there. I actually did that. I didn't know exactly what I was doing, but I stuck it on that wall and I saw it. So I don't think I wrote, I don't think that's why we started the business. But I think what happened is it changed my mindset. And I think when, once you commit to something and you put it on the wall and you look at it, I was in the right frame of mind so that when they came to me and said, we've got an idea for a business, I was like, let's go. So we started a business called Restaurants on the Run, which was food delivery. And back then in college, you know, because I'm fit, over 50, you know, it was all paper, two-way radios. You know, there weren't really computers we were using. You know, and over time, we had to gradually, you know, transition into a digital company and become an online food delivery company like you see these days running all over the place. But five years into it, I was a little lost. You know, I had a small investor and, you know, listen, what I've realized, Darius, and you have too as well probably is we entrepreneurs up to a certain point can put it back on their business. They can really drive the business. They're micromanaging. They're in the middle of everything. You know, they're driving the culture. They're keeping people excited. And the people that are coming to work for your company, a lot of times they're younger, depending on, you know, how, how old you are as an entrepreneur. And... They're excited about that. They want to be part of something cool. They want to be part of something, you know, big, you know, our core values, you know, at the time, which we you only really only had two core values back then, which I know you're the core values guru. You know, we really knew how we, uh, we understood and I, I have to reframe these into the right way to say the core values, but we knew two things, taking care of and developing our people and taking care of our clients service. That's what we knew. And so everything was built on that. And we got far with that. We probably got to five or six million, Darius, okay, 50 employees. But at that five-year mark, right around that time, my investor, you know, asked me a lot of tough questions and I wasn't able to answer them. I didn't understand the fundamentals of my business, of our business. Didn't understand. We had ideas broad-based and we were driving the business and we were growing. But when it came down to like, what are we really measuring the right things? Do we really have a good plan? Do we understand the fundamentals from a financial perspective of our business? The answer was no. My investor knew it. And he told me so. And so 20 years ago, I was told that I should be fired as the CEO. And I had a huge decision to make at that time. So when, so like, t- let me ask you a question. So uh, for, first of all, tactically, how much did, of the business did the investor own? Very small. Okay. Uh, like 6%. 
Okay, so, so but so basically, he was a mentor slash investor. Mm-hmm. You know, did this person understand business very well? Yeah, he was. Uh, he's a very wonderful person who who was a he was a corporate attorney turned technology investor. It was back in two, you know ninety nine two thousand. So he had made some good bets back in those days. So uh, he was able to make a couple of additional bets, and he took a chance on us. And it, Obviously worked out very well for him, yeah. So, so he knew business, yes. Gotcha. And so, so here's someone who you respect that that comes to you. You're a young CEO entrepreneur and says, "Hey, kid, you don't know shit. You don't know the fundamentals. You don't know your business. You need to get fired." Uh, how did that feel? Like, what was your reaction? You know, I wish I could remember that moment exactly, but uh, here's what I remember: I definitely was. I was, I was humbled, you know, I was like, wow. Okay. But, but I, and I was maybe a little scared, but I was fired up. I looked at it as a challenge, you know, what, Darius, what am I going to do at that point? I'm like, we're too small to hire a CEO, for example, my partners don't want that job. All right. But I wanted it. I was passionate about that. I wanted to learn. I wanted to grow. I was in EO at the time. And I said, I want to, at that point I said to myself, I go, I'm going to take what you're telling me and I'm going to, and I'm going to act on it. And at that point I said, Hey, I'm a good entrepreneur, but I'm a bad CEO. How do I become the entrepreneurial CEO, which was taking all that greatness of what we have as entrepreneurs and marrying that with stuff that maybe we don't know how to do, or we don't like to do that a CEO has to do, which I can talk about those things later. But once, once I decided I want to put those together, now I was in the right frame of mind and I said, let's go. And I just had to figure out how to make it happen. So, so here you are. And, and what's funny is I, I had a similar moment in my business. I wasn't from an outsider. It was me just me being my own like worst critic or, and what, what, what a lot of, I think a lot of entrepreneurs and CEOs, they kind of come into a, a spot where the business just sucks. It's not fun to run it. And, and that, that could be your, that could be the biggest critique there. And for me, that was my moment was I hated running my company. I was like, this sucks. It's not fun. I, yeah. need, I need to do, I need to be better. Uh, you know, it's like, I need to learn. I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. Cause the, you know, it's very like, you're talking about 1999, 2000, when you had this conversation, you know, um, I had this conversation with myself in Oh five, Oh four. And, 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 and what I always tell entrepreneurs is I'm like, it was way different being an entrepreneur then than it is now. There was way less resources. There was no YouTube. There was no Y Combinator. There was no tick entrepreneur. There was very, very few entrepreneurial incubation systems. Uh, and I found YEO young entrepreneurs organization, which I was not a part of as a solution. So what, what, what did you do? You were in EO at the time. Um, you're trying to learn to be a better CEO. What was your, what was your steps to do that? Well, you know, listen, the number one thing I did is I made a presentation on my forum and, you know, at the time there's a lot of us, we were all in that same age bracket, you know, kind of doing our own thing, learning from each other. And I presented on the situation. I didn't get really a a lot of great feedback because I think we were all young and trying to figure it out. We're all newer to EO, but there was one guy in there that, that his name's Chris. He ran a CPA firm. Okay. So he was more professional services. He'd been, around the block with entrepreneurs. And he clearly saw that I had an issue and and had an idea of what to do about it, but he didn't say anything in that forum. You know, he must've thought of it afterwards, but he got back to his office and he made a phone call to a company called MAP. MAP stands for Management Action Programs. We call it MAP Consulting, middle, you know, the middle, the, the middle word is action. And they gave me a call 
and just kind of did a little diagnostic with me over the phone and said, hey, we've got this two and a half day workshop that we do here in Newport Beach and uh, Costa Mesa area. And I think you should go to it. So I said, fine. I mean, I love learning. I'll go to this workshop. So, I, so they do this deep dive on me in advance of the meeting. So it's like, I'm filling out like, sir, you know, I'm, I'm filling out diagnostic tools around who I am, how I think I am. They're, they're talk, they're doing the same thing with my direct reports, my partner, some of my EO4 members. They're actually interviewing a couple of my close relationships, trying to get a really good perspective on the difference between how I see myself and how they see me. Okay. Very different. And as some people may call that the Jahari window. So all this prep work is done. And then I go into this two and a half day workshop and it's really a deep dive on me as a leader. Okay. Trying to figure and, and me understanding who I am, why I'm that way, what others think of me doing some personality assessments in advance. So I'm sitting there in this meeting and I'm like looking on the wall and it's like, okay, here's my disparate behavioral profiles. Okay, here's where people say I'm good and strong and weak and where I think I'm strong and weak. And I'm like, oh my gosh, now I understand why that's the case. But it doesn't stop there because then it goes into, all right, great. Now let's look at where, where you're going to get better and how you're going to do it. So in essence, I walked out of this small peer group, you know, kind of workshop with a toolkit for myself and a toolkit how to manage my company. It was a transformational and I actually said, wow, this is what it means to actually run a business. And I'll stop there. And I went back to my office and started the process. And I, and I tell you the rest of the story in a second. Shout out to Clarity for supporting this episode and providing us with the samples. Hey there, friends. It's Darius Mishazda here, and I have a little confession to make. You see, I've been battling allergies for years now. And let me tell you, they've been a real ordeal in my life. Allergies have been my constant companion. It stopped me from fully enjoying the little things in life, canceling plans with friends because of sudden allergy attack to missing out on an outdoor activity because of sneezing fits. Allergies have been a real nuisance. Luckily, for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing and a runny nose, itchy watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. I've been a Claritin D user for many, many years now. And let me tell you, it's made a world of difference. Since I started using Claritin D, my symptoms have improved dramatically. Now I can breathe easier, enjoy outdoor activities without worrying about sneezing fits and truly live my life without being held back by allergies. Ready to live as if you don't have allergies, it's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter now. You don't even need a prescription. Go to ClaritinD.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear uses directed. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. In the world of successful partnerships, names like Procter & Gamble, Ben & Jerry, and Supply & Demand echo through business history. But when it comes to growing your business, who are the perfect partners? That's you and Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. We're talking from launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the, did we hit a million dollar order stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling shipping supplies or promoting productivity programs, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. 
from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Picture this, a time when my business was facing a tough hurdle and I wasn't sure how to break through. But then came the breakthrough moment, a game changer that took my business to the next level. You know, what I absolutely adore about Shopify is its unparalleled ability to adapt and grow with your ambitions. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 75 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Darius, all lowercase. That's D-A-R-I-U-S. Go to shopify.com slash Darius now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Darius. So, so clearly you sought help. You've got, you know, right place, right time. And, and you know what's funny is I think as entrepreneurs like – you, you, to be a successful entrepreneur, at least you have to be really curious and you have to be willing to optimize, to create better outcomes. And so clearly you did I that. Would, yeah. If you had, you not been in EO or YEO at the time it was called, you wouldn't have been in a forum with someone who would have heard you say what you said to then make the phone call to then you get the phone call. So, you know, it sounds like you, you took, you know, and this is a, just a quick yes, no question it sounds like you took the results they at least the feedback they gave the results they gave as an eye-opening experience and that it was something that you dove deep into is that correct correct so so fast forward you you took the map thing by storm you implemented the company what happened to the company i mean you were a 6 million dollar company you said what happened to the company from that point forward well the next step for me was i brought in a coach because I, I knew that I needed a, you know, that's a separate, I mean, I needed a coach in my business. Every great athlete, every great entrepreneur, every great leader has coaches in different acts. In fact, it's funny, I've never talked about my TEDx talk that I did seven, eight years ago, but it was really about that. It's called It Takes a Village. And it really was, uh, it's all about who's the community you have around yourself from a business, personal and family perspective. And this was, I was building my community by getting a coach plus my forum around me as a business person. And so I brought a coach in and the coach helped us implement the system, worked with our executive team half a day every month. I sent all my managers through the workshop so that they could learn how to be better managers. And we just, we just crushed it for the next 15 years, growing the business through the ups and downs. I mean, it wasn't all highs and lows. I mean, it wasn't always great. We, went, we had global financial crisis. And we got to uh, 2015 and we were, we had, we had become very good at acquiring companies. Okay, so we had bought 10 companies. And we had a pipeline of 25 or $30 million in acquisitions. But the deals, this was right when kind of Grub, Grubhub was public, DoorDash was coming into the market. So the market would have, this space started to get really hot right around that time. And so we went to the market to try to raise some capital to close all these deals that we were in because we were in 10 different markets and we had two, like, like I said, a pipeline to get in a couple more markets. And as we're at market with our bankers, Grubhub caught wind of us. And they, at that time, were expanding. You know, Grubhub didn't have drivers. We had 500 drivers. They were going into suburban America. So they bought us for our footprint and our drivers. They made us an offer we couldn't refuse, and we, we exited the business. And they took all of our people, and some of them are still there. 
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hey, look, if you listen to The Greatness Machine, then you're probably like me in that you're always striving to be your best. In fact, this show is 100% focused on learning from folks who have created greatness in the world by leveling up to be their best. One of the topics I talk a lot about on the show is the importance of mental health, which has been it's really been a lifelong journey for me. Why? <laughs> because I want to be my best. And this is one of the reasons I'm so excited to have BetterHelp sponsor our show. BetterHelp, what is it? BetterHelp is a platform that's helping tons of people right now find the right therapist to help them be their best selves and live their best lives. Speaking for myself and being a personal development athlete, I spent hundreds of hours working with therapists to understand myself better, you know, work on issues both within myself and with the people I care about, and develop better relationships all throughout my life. For me, working with a trained therapist has really helped me get clarity and show up day in and day out as my best self. BetterHelp is doing just that right now. So if you're thinking about giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online. You just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So if you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com Darius today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Darius, D-A-R-I-U-S. Wow. So let me ask you a question. Um, what do you think was the number one, I guess, what was the number one thing that propelled you to that growth? Because, yeah, you have a coach. Yeah, you have a system now. Yeah, you're 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 curious entrepreneur. But what what was the biggest thing that you think made it where you were able to? Because how big? Let me ask you a question. It was six million in revenue? How many? How, what was your head count when you guys were before you started doing math? Fifty, about fifty. So you have about fifty people, six million head count, and you skyrocket to what five six hundred people, forty yeah. million, forty million in revenue. Mm-hmm. What? So that's that's a ten x right? Like you you yeah. you like ten x the business. Which is yeah. like the the data around this, by the way. If, you, if anyone that wants to know, you can go Google like what percentage of companies hit over ten million in revenue. It's like under one percent, right? When you go, you know, you're you're in rare air. You know, when you're mid mid eight figures, you're probably, you know, you're you're probably point three four percent. Yeah, I was gonna say point three point four percent. Ninety nine point six percent of companies don't do this because it's really fucking hard. They don't so, cross ten. Right, right, right. You know, like, like I know over a hundred, like 0.22% only do it. So, so for, for you, you're in rare air. What do you think was the number one thing that, that, that made that happen for you? Five letters, F-O-C-U-S, focus. So, so, bottom line. so elaborate, focusing on the system, focusing on the culture, focusing on the business, what, what, well, what all the above, elaborate. Well, at first, the first step was focusing on what's vital, the vital, we call them vital factors in our business. Are we measuring the right things? Okay. Because we can measure a million things. Okay. Right now on this podcast, you probably have a hundred metrics you could look at, but there's probably like, it's like a plane. A plane has lots of metrics all over the dashboard, but there's three that really matter. Three to five. Uh, I don't know for sure if it's three or five. A pilot could better say that, but there's a three or five that they know are the main things they're always looking at. And if something goes haywire in one, they go to another dashboard where they can go deeper. It's the same thing in, our, in, in all businesses. We have our, our 10, 12 that are absolutely vital to the business, that that's where we start. And then from there, when one of them goes awry, we can go deeper down underneath that to another dashboard. So for us, it was getting clear on what we're measuring in our business. 
the vital factors, not 100, but the 12 that matter. So that was the first step for us from focus. Step two, once we understood our business and what was moving it forward and what, you know, what was propelling it forward and what was holding it back, we were then able to look at, we were able to focus on what's our strategy as an organization. And a, a book, Good to Great, really helped us think that through. Once we understood our vital factors and what was making the business tick, Good to Great helped us realize, wait, we have to get zeroed in on what our strategies and what's a strategy. If you combine what Jim Collins talks about and if you, if you combine what Michael Porter talks about at Harvard, you'll realize that strategy really, I'm actually going to be teaching this to entrepreneurs through EO uh, globally later in the month. Comes down to really, it's a strategy. Strategy, like companies mix this word up. They're like, oh, let's, what's our strategies this week? A company has one strategy, period. Because a strategy is about who's your customer, what's the value proposition you're going to deliver to them, and what are the capabilities you have that fit together to support that value proposition to support that unique customer. When you get that right, which is probably the most important thing to get right in business, when you get that right, everything flows from there. Because at the end of the day, if you have the clear strategy, you're, you're, you're making trade-offs, you're making decisions that are driving it, and you're trying to become uh, hard to copy. And at the end, that's gonna create that competitive advantage you're looking for. So step one was focusing on what makes our business tick. Step two was focusing on what's the strategy of this business. So focusing on the numbers, focusing on the strategy, and then what, just going and executing? Then it comes down to, then it comes down to making sure that you have a process in your business. And, and you can call it an operating system. You can call it a management system. You can call it a performance management system. I don't care what you, what you count, what, what you call it. But you have, to be a, you have to have a cadence or a discipline in your business to measure the performance of the company. Are you on track against what your goals are? To measure the performance of the teams in your business and to measure the performance of the individuals. We call that a vital factor team meeting. We push that through the whole company, up and down, Every person in the organization sat in a monthly meeting where we evaluated how their department was doing and how they were doing. And they would goal, they would review their goals, and then they would set new goals. We would get unstuck in that meeting. It's a, a meeting strictly, strictly focused on performance management. That's it. That was the key. That was the secret sauce that made it all work. And what do you, and let me ask you a question. So, so what I'm hearing you say is getting really clear on what, what, why you're doing what you're doing. What is that? what separates you from your competition and then going and executing on it. What do you think, how do you think culture plays into that and, and designing for culture? Cause obviously I'm, I'm, I'm a core value guy. I know you're a core value guy. Mm -hmm. How does culture overlay that? Cause I think culture is a, 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 I call it a cultural asset, but I'd love to hear your thoughts. Listen, culture is like, you know, my, obviously during that process of developing the strategy, we also were thinking through, you know, why we exist. We were also thinking through our core values, which, Listen, the core values, I mean, you know this, the core values, they were already there when we started the company for the most part. I mean, they came from the founders. They're not that different. I can't sit here and say, well, here are my core values and here are the core values of business. They're, they blend together. And so we brought, we would define the core values and the core values, uh, you know, we brought them alive in the organization, which you're the expert at. But for us, what really defined our culture was performance management. We knew, you know, we knew that one of the biggest things we need to do from a culture perspective is make sure our, our people knew how, knew how they win. Okay. So how are we measure them? How do they win? And we knew that they wanted to be coached. If they didn't want to know how to win and if they didn't want to be coached or developed, they were probably not the right people for our organization because a players want to win. A players want coaches. So we're zero for, for us. Culture was very much about that. Very much about that. 
And, and, and then my next question for you, especially with, you know, having been again, someone that got married to a system and really got thoughtful about building a high performing organization. How, how did you like, I mean, sounds like for a lot of folks, especially people that are newer to business or maybe running smaller companies, it's like, man, that just sounds like a lot of stuff that you guys did. Do you feel like that there was an element of, of simplicity that was important to making that work? Like, how did you adopt this system? Yeah. With it? yeah tell me about that. The biggest thing was you brought a coach in. I mean, like we're all busy and that wasn't my strength, like putting in a system of accountability in my business. We brought a coach in that worked with our executive. That, the coach didn't just work with me. The coach worked with my executive team half a day every month where we were able to talk through these things and then set goals and action items and make sure that things were getting done from month to month to month. So we were slowly getting better and better. It could take, listen, by the time we got this thing right, it took a couple of years, but that's okay. You're always working on it. You're refining it. You know, but simultaneously, we trained our managers. We were huge into making sure our managers knew, you know, they were leaders in the organization and they needed to understand how to manage a business. Everybody from Steve Jobs to a frontline manager at, at Del Taco, we all need to understand management, okay? It's not just, oh, we have a vision and let's just go, boy, we're out there in, 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 the, you know, in, the, in some fantasy world with a vision. No, we have to understand what management means because we as companies and as leaders make six, we make, there's six mistakes that happen in, 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 in companies that they've got to get right. And once you understand what those are and you train to those, you know, I, Amazing things can happen. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What are those six things, if you don't mind? Yeah, no, like, I, like when I look at an organization, there's six areas I look at. I look at their leadership, number one, and I'll dive down a little bit on each one. Leadership, start there, leadership. What that means is, okay, do you have an envisioned future? Do you have core values? Okay, communication. Do you know how to communicate that internally and externally? With it, inside the organization and externally. Because if you can communicate that internally, you get alignment. If you can, if you can create it externally, you have, you have access to resources and people, okay? Capital, whatever you need. So you got, you got a vision, values, you're able to communicate. Now it's like, do you have a plan? Do you have a plan to get to where you want to go? That's number three. Number four, like, do you have controls in your business? Do you know how to keep your business from going out of control? Which means, you know, are you measuring the right things from the frontline people to the, to, from the frontline people all the way to the profit? Are they linked? Number five, do you have the right people? Do you know how to find them? Do you know how to train them? Do you know how to keep, do you know how to keep A players? Do you know what they want? And number six, how are you organized as a company? Are you flat? Are you hierarchical? Internal resources? What's your org chart look like? Does everybody have a job description? Okay, so those six things. Do you, can you lead? Do you have that vision? Can you communicate that? Can you, can you put a plan in place? Do you have the metrics in place to know if you're winning or losing? Do you have the right people? And are you organized for effective execution? Those are the six things organizations have to get right. And you can train managers and leaders how to do those six things. And if you do that, everything gets a little easier. I love it, man. Bro, Dude, it's just, it. That is it. You're just, you're just speaking my language right now. It's um, so, our love language. It's, it is our love so you, you know what's funny? Is I, I was just thinking about it. I'm like, you know, I don't even think we've gone this deep before. 
on the topic. And when we talk about parts of it, because you and I both see eye to eye on this stuff, but you know, what's, what's funny is like, we started this conversation and you're like, yeah, my, my investor told me I sucked. And here you are. Like, I'm like, man, I, I question, what would Mike Cato of 1999 say to Mike Cato of 2023? If you like, if you met this guy, what do you think you would have said to you? <laughs> I, I, I think you would have said, teach me. Yeah. Yeah. That, it's pretty cool to, to know that you went from this guy that like didn't know anything to like where you're at now, which is so deep in this. And what's interesting is, is I, and I, and I, I, I'm hearing you say this and I always tell people, I go, I don't know how to run a business any other way. I, I don't know. Like once you see this, you can't unsee it. Once you see Everything, single thing you said, building that vision, building that strategy, watching a group of A players show up, fucking execute on it, holding themselves accountable to a set of numbers that are meaningful to the organization, and then doing it over and over and over and over again in a consistent way. And then you go and you see it the other way. You're like, I'm not doing it that way. The other way sucks. This way, this is fun. This is what business is all about. Man, I, I love hearing just everything, single thing you're talking about. So, but it's, but it's not easy, bro. Like oh. even now on my second time around, you know, actually being the CEO of a company, you know, it's like, it's not easy. You know, I, I have to keep challenging myself and, you know, you sometimes forget, like you get in the weeds and you got to pull yourself out and be like, okay, how are we doing on these things? And, and honestly, I look at those six areas I just said, and if I evaluate it against my own company, I'm like, there's areas that we can get better at. There's areas we're great at, but there's areas we can always get better at. Well, don't you think that's always the case? You're always kind of yes. a work in progress, right? You know, like, like, like you're doing too many squats, your ass gets too strong, your arms get weak, you go do more upper bodies. So you're kind of balancing between the two, right? Yeah, I did lower body this morning. I'm dying right now. Me too. Me too. I did. I, I was doing split squats this morning. Well, I wasn't doing that, but that's, you know, I had some other things going on. Oh man, I will tell you what, I fucking hate split squats. What are split <laughs> squats, dude? Like, like. They're like Bulgarian squats where it's one legged. They're they're like one legged. You put the like it's a one legged squat essentially. And um, you have one leg all the way back. You could, well, you like I put mine on like a foot on the bench behind me, and then oh, yeah, yeah. it's like it's, it's essentially you're squatting with one leg. Oh yeah, yeah. I've done that. You lean a little forward. That's the Bulgarian part. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, and and then and then I did. I, I have a tonal machine, which is which is are incredible for any listener that wants to like. That's the most badass piece of machinery that you can get for your house. Um, and then I, I, I did, um, like lunge, like lunges with like weighted lunges, which I hate. I hated my whole workout this morning. It sucked, but, but I feel like a million bucks right now. Um, which I guess means it was a good workout. Yeah. Yeah. Brid, bridges just dude, dude. I was just working. I was working my peach. Um, <laughs> you have two of them. My peaches. That's why I, I only have one. My ass is small. Um, so <laughs> So, hey, so um, fast forward. So, you dude, you guys crushed it, obviously, sold the business 12 times EBITDA. And, and, and then, you know, now, I mean, not, you're not only a client, but, you know, but yeah. you're also the CEO. Then you end up buying, buying Map from, your, from the former company that actually trained you. Talk about that for a second. Well, you know, like, listen, I, I like people would ask me what, you know, what'd you do? to do the business. I would say, well, we just used map. And after saying that enough times and my wife telling me to get out of the house, I, uh, you know, I was, I always was in contact with map. I mean, I brought map to EO 
like a couple years into me, you become a couple years into me being a client of Map. I brought in the EO because I was like, this is unbelievable. And so there's I have all kinds of guys that you guys, a couple guys in our forum probably have used it. Um, at I had used it, you know, a lot. And I brought in, they did different events in different parts of the country. And so I was such a super fan. And so I was always in really close contact with them. So I knew all the players, I knew the board and they were in ESOP. And it's a 62 year old company, Darius, right now. Like, this is like, this is not like some fly by night consulting company. This is, there's companies that are out there that are based on our principles. There's 62 years. And uh, so anyways, I, I chatted with them. They were getting, they were an aging workforce and they were looking for what's next. And they didn't have the energy internally. And so I said, well, this is what I love. And they trusted, you know, my vision to take it to the next, for the next 50, 60 years. And so that's what we're doing. You know, and I bought it and I said, I want to layer in technology, scale it globally. So we've got technology that's come to market that we have clients using. We haven't like gone broad based with it. And, you know, I, you know, the one thing I struggle with a lot, Darius, is, is I, I haven't been as comfortable being out there with it as much as, like I said, I had never even marketed our, my TED talk, which I love. And I think it's so appropriate right now. You know, and I just, I've had, I had trouble with that. And I'm trying to get, I'm trying to learn from you and get better with getting out there because I love, you know, building the better entrepreneurs, I call it. I love help, you know, working with other entrepreneurs, helping them grow up and their people grow, whatever it is, that's it. But I'm not, I need to be more out there like this, which I am with, like I am with you today. And I think if I did that, I think that'll even help spread the word a little bit more because what we do is amazing and we've got great people. It's just a matter of, uh, you know, now I'm in the, we're in the process of scaling. Yeah, man, you you got to get out there. You're you're too you have too much value to give, and and, and it's it's like it's like it doesn't need to be any best kept secret. It just needs to be global. Global. So so let's talk about this. Like Map, how old's Map been around for? Sixty years, fifty years, Six, 60, 62 right now. Wow, so sixty two. That's crazy, man. Like your your crazy. company was around like during Vietnam. Dude, this. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, this is, it's, oh, I'm sure we had employees that it served. We, uh, it's really different. Like going from a startup to going to an established business that was built with all the right, like every little nook and cranny has been thought through. You know, I came into it and I'm like, oh, we got to change this, got to change this. And I'm like, well, actually, no, we don't really need to change anything. We may need to do some automation and some digitization and maybe look at our go-to-market slightly different. But like what the company does and how it does it is like right on. It's just, you know, changing with the times. And so, so, so what, what's your, what's your BHAG for map? What's the big hairy audacious goal? Well, right now it's, it's uh, from a, from a, from a numbers perspective, you know, I want to get to a thousand clients that, you know, over the next, whatever that BHAG range is, I want to be impacting a thousand companies where we're working with them on a monthly basis. And so that's, that's, that's the BHAG right now. And really excited about that. Cause when we work with a company, we really work with the company. Like we're not, this is a month to month thing. It's like when we go in there, when a consult, when one of our senior consultants works with a company, we really understand the business. Like we can have a conversation about the business with the CEO in a way that he's like, wow. Okay. You're like a partner in the business. We're a trusted right. advisor, a trusted partner. And that's one of the differences is we're in there every single month. And so we're really understanding the business. And then the managers are going through our two and a half. We still do that two and a half day workshop, by the way. I still have YPOers, EOers, every, so many people. We just had a class. We have a class ending in like two hours, a cohort right now. And, uh, you know, the managers go through it. So you get really good alignment up and down the organization. So it's kind of it's this one plus one 
equals three thing. We're in there monthly, putting the system in, driving the business, but at the same time, the managers are training. So we're reinforcing everything they're learning so that they can push it down into their departments. It's really unique. I've never found anything like it. And um, a story for another day is the second time that I was told I was a bad CEO, that happened. And I'll tell that story on another podcast and what the result of that was. Bad, bad CEO, like bad Santa part two, bad CEO part uh, two. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it is, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's becoming a franchise now. So every 20 years I get told, you know, you need to think about your ability as a CEO. And I'm like, I had a really, really high end CEO tell me that. And they're like, I'm like, they're like, I'm not so sure you're executing at the peak level of what you could be doing right now. And I'm like, you're right. And man, I just, that just lit a fire under me to just turn up everything. So oh, I love that. Yeah, it's pretty cool, dude. You, you know me. I've been a form seven years. With, I, mean, I mean, I sold my business seven years ago. So we've been through this journey together. Anyways, yeah, totally. watch out, bro. I'm on fire right now. I love it. So, hey, um, I know we're coming near the end of the show. Um, the two th- I want to do two things. I want we we end every show with the same question, so I want to ask you that question, and then number two, um, we can let the audience know how they can get a hold of you, you and and find out more about Map and the stuff you're up to. So, yep. first and foremost. Uh, look, man, it's hard to create greatness in the world. And here at the Greatness Machine, we're about people who are living their passions to create greatness in the world and, you know, doing so despite the odds. And I think that creating greatness is is hard, you know. So I'd love to hear what is the number one barrier to creating greatness that you've overcome in your life? How would you overcome it? And what would you do? Well, I think it was the whole story I just told you. The number one barrier was me. Okay. And a lot of times for entrepreneurs, we are the bottleneck in our business. And unless you make that, unless we can shift our headspace to, okay, you know, humility, generosity, you know, authenticity, you know, living our core values and, and doing that with our people and letting our people do their job, you know, and then going through all the, you can go through the tactical stuff I just said, but number one thing is we got to get out of our own way and commit to being great and doing what it takes to get great in the right way by not running over people and being a jerk, but by being an awesome human, you know, being the kind of leader that would make our mother proud. I love it, man. Yeah. Kato. Be kind, man. Kindness kills. That's the best. Like I look, I, I, listen, I'm a big Buffalo Bills fan. So go Bills, big playoff game this weekend. Hopefully we win the Super Bowl. But like a week ago, we all watched a young kid by the name of Damar Hamlin, you know, almost loses his life on a football field, okay, on national television on Monday night when the Bills were playing Cincinnati. And I had a lot of tears last week, like a lot of people did. And uh, but some of those tears were tears of joy. And they were tears of joy around how this country came together over a powerful movement. It was just about this kid surviving. But the country came together. We finally had something called love that we could focus on and gratitude and kindness. And that was awesome. And that's powerful. And I think we all need that in our lives and we all need that in the world. Uh, and we certainly need it in our businesses. Doesn't mean we, we don't performance manage our company. Okay. That's not, that's not what I'm saying, but we need to have a little bit of that more in our lives. Amen. My, my brother. Amen. I love it, man. I love yeah. you. I love, I love it. I love everything you just said. And, um, and we're going to have to do bad CEO part two. We're going to have bro, to have a part two part. Do you, like we're doing it's, it. It's going to be good, bro. I'll give you that whole story. The, uh, if you want to reach me, uh, our website's, you know, map consulting, MAP consulting.com. And you can reach me if you want to reach out directly, you know, the initials of my name, M as in Mike C as in Cato at 
mapconsulting.com. Oh, you guys heard it here first. MC at mapconsulting.com. Go to mapconsulting.com. And I think you're, there's going to be some, isn't there a book in the works? I know. I know. Oh, you, you just, yeah, you, yeah. I love it, bro. Yeah. I made a commitment to, 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 to do the book this year. And it, listen, the book is, is the book is really about talking about, yeah, I'm sure my story and other stories will be integrated into it. It's really about the process, how map changes lives. Like actually like saying, here's what it is. If you want to do it, go do it. If you need help doing it, call us. If you want to do it on our technology, cool. If you want to do it with a consultant, great. Uh, but that's what that's all about. If anybody, listen, for any of the listeners out there, like I always say, like we do this two and a half day workshop every month. We have multiple classes. That's like, you could go to that workshop and come out and be like, oh my gosh, that's, that, this is amazing. I learned so much. And then just keep doing what you're doing. And that's totally fine. It's so great that it's, it, I'm, not, I'm not trying to sell it. I just like, I have too many friends that go to it and they're like, why doesn't everybody know about this? And so I'm trying to be a little bit more open and say, check it out. That's a great first step. It's on the website. Awesome. Guys, check it out. Mapconsulting.com. Mr. Cato, I love you. I appreciate you, my brother. You are the man. Me too. Thank you. Um, if you're an entrepreneur, share this. Listeners, go to Map Consulting. Check out my my boy, Mike. He, he, he eats his own dog food. He, he Like I said, he's not only a client, he's also a member. Um, and so with that said, Mr. Cato, we're out of here. Peace out, everybody. We love you. You are listening to The Greatness Machine, and that's a wrap for today. Listen, if you love what you heard, subscribe to the show on whatever podcast platform that you're tuning in on so that you don't miss any of our future episodes. We have tons of great people coming on, and we're, we're stoked to have you here to enjoy it with us. Leave us a review. Tell us what you love most about this particular episode. We love getting the reviews. We love to see what you guys love most. And if this particular episode you know, made you think of someone who's leveling up in their business and in their life, print screen, share it with them. Leaders are the best givers. And after all, we're all here to support and grow with each other. And in case you want to see some of the fun behind the scenes shots or some of the things that we're doing, I'm actually writing about this in my weekly newsletter. Go to www.therealdarius.com and subscribe to my newsletter. We're talking about fun things like business and life and mindfulness and cryptocurrencies and gosh, I don't even know everything and anything, but it's tons of fun stuff I write about. I try to get it out on a weekly basis. You can subscribe at www.therealdarius.com. And with that said, look, thank you guys so much. Appreciate you. I love you. Peace. We're out of here. See you guys on the next one. This episode is brought to you by the Yap Media Podcast Network. I'm Hala Taha, CEO of the award-winning digital media empire, Yap Media, and host of Yap Young and Profiting Podcast, a number one entrepreneurship and self-improvement podcast where you can listen, learn, and profit. On Young and Profiting Podcast, I interview the brightest minds in the world and I turn their wisdom into actionable advice that you can use in your daily life. Each week, we dive into a new topic like the art of side hustles, how to level up your influence and persuasion, and goal setting. I interview A-list guests on Young and Profiting. I've got the best guests, like the world's number one negotiation expert, Chris Voss, Shark, Damon John, serial entrepreneurs, Alex and Layla Hermosi, and even movie stars like Matthew McConaughey. There's absolutely no fluff on my podcast, and that's on purpose. Every episode is jam-packed with advice that's gonna push your life forward. I do my research, I get straight to the point, and I take things really seriously, which is why I'm known as the podcast princess and how I became one of the top podcasters in the world in less than five years. 
Young and Profiting Podcast is for all ages. Don't let the name fool you. It's an advanced show. As long as you want to learn and level up, you will be forever young. So join podcast royalty and subscribe to Young and Profiting Podcast or Yap, like it's often called by my Yap fam on Apple, Spotify, CastBox, or wherever you listen to your podcasts.